32 left in the third, and the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Bodor snatches it out of midair. Here's 88, Lindros makes the move, and Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm Trey Matthews, your host. And if you hadn't checked it out, yesterday I made an appearance on Locked On NHL with Sarah. So if you hadn't checked that out already, please give that a listen. I talked about my opinions on Lindy Ruff, and the link to that episode will be in the description. And now back to this show. If you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, I talked about the comparisons between Marion Hossa and Patrick Eliash and explained the reason as to why Marion Hossa is a first ballot Hall of Famer over Eliash. And if you hadn't checked out two episodes ago, I had to basically rant and talk about my opinions on Lindy Ruff. That's why the Hossa and Eliash episode was pushed back to Monday. So if you haven't checked out that Ruff episode, Please check it out as I give my opinions and basically speak for all of New Jersey as to why we were kind of upset with this signing. Anyways, it's back to business. I am very happy on this Tuesday because you know why? The NHL is returning, everybody, after a few-month hiatus. Yes, that is right. Ever since March, the NHL and all the other major sports have been put onto hiatus due to this COVID-19 pandemic outbreak. So... After months and months of waiting, wondering, left uncertain, we are back and we are going to get NHL for the other teams because the Devils are not in that bubble. So it's the offseason for the New Jersey Devils. But you know what? We can still talk about the other teams and still see what they're doing. We're definitely going to do that in future episodes. But my main focus for today's episode is I want to address coronavirus and talk about what it means to sports and explain the reasoning as to why things couldn't happen the way people wanted it to happen. So I'm going to give you my perspective, basically what I've heard. As business as being one of my majors in college, I hear this phrase a lot, which is sports is a business. And unfortunately, that's where it comes into play when it comes to continuing the season and also why it's much easier said than done. So I guess let's start off of how we got here in the first place. Obviously, there was a virus outbreak in the country. Essentially, all of North America and all of the world essentially had to be put into lockdown. You saw people being quarantined. You saw businesses being shut down, some temporarily, some unfortunately permanently. You saw regulations of what we can and can't do. You saw people still to this day wearing masks every time they go out to public. So needless to say, all of sports, like those businesses, had to be suspended temporarily. The first sport to be suspended temporarily was basketball due to a basketball player catching coronavirus and the whole league essentially had to say we got to suspend all operations for the time being and the NHL sort of followed in their footsteps because what if a player from our league also tests positive for this virus so that's essentially where we got to and for the past few months it's been nothing the draft had to be suspended players weren't allowed to practice in their facilities coaches couldn't do anything in their office gms couldn't try to negotiate anything everything was locked down period with everything going on that left a lot of uncertainty uh confusion just all around hurt because it just wanders around sports fans like what's going to happen to my team what's going to happen to our season is it going to get canceled and you heard conflicting rumors saying no it's going to continue it's just going to be later in the year or you heard other reports saying it might get canceled our league is angling towards canceling it i can assure you 
I was never scared of that. It, it, I knew sports was going to come back sooner or later because there's just too much factors that come into play. So first, I want to start off with a quote from the commissioner of hockey, Gary Bettman, on March 12th. This was the first day that the NHL paused everything. He said, and I quote, At the pause, we are committed to resuming play only when appropriate and prudent. We are hopeful the return to play will allow us to complete the season and award the Stanley Cup in a manner in which the health and safety of our players on ice officials, team staff, and associated individuals involved are paramount. Accordingly, an essential component of the plan is a rigorous, regular schedule of testing. So see, there's the main domino that must first fall. It's testing because the professional leagues, whether it be baseball, hockey, basketball, football, they don't want to take testing away from the main public. They said, we will not continue our sports until everybody has access to some sort of test. Because I know once I have to go back to college, they say, you cannot return to campus until you've been tested. So now that testing has been made available, this is the key domino that can factor in to everything resuming once again. And this is where having a players association is very crucial because the players association speaks amongst their peers. They speak amongst the players. So that way they can sort of negotiate with the commissioner and say, listen, we know things aren't going to be normal, but here's what we can do. So it's very key to have a good players association because they speak amongst their peers. Like I said, I cannot reiterate that enough. Just look at baseball. Their players association and the commissioner could not come to an agreement and they ran the risk of them canceling their season because no agreement could have been reached in terms of money and things of that nature. So this is good that the NHL has a pretty decent players association so that way things can resume back to what they were or at least come close to it. Now, what is the return to play plan you might ask? Well, the commissioner states that it's the result of weeks of constructive dialogue with the NHL Players Association and he was grateful for their cooperation. He also thanked the consulting health experts and the local, regional, and national authorities who were also helping them steer through a complex set of issues. So essentially, this is all of the NHL players saying, here's what we'll do. Here's what we think the best option is. The commissioner also gave his input. He also had to remain in contact with health officials in order for things like this to work out because there's a lot of things that that are out of their control, including where they can and cannot play, what they can or cannot do, and they have to incorporate social distancing, who's an essential worker, what coaches are at risk, because, you know, coaches tend to be older, what players are at risk, especially the ones who have respiratory issues. So this is key if they wanted to resume play again. That's another X factor that I wanted to elaborate on because people just assume that the commissioner of the NHL is just saying, hey, everybody, you are returning to this date and you're going to play here. No questions asked. But here's the thing. The players have to agree to it. That's why there was such an impasse with the MLB because they didn't reach an agreement between the players and the front office. So the NHL and their players had to agree to this. So that's another thing. So when you say, should the players be doing this well they agreed to it it's not like they were forced to it's not like they had a gun to their head they said we will do this under these circumstances the nhl was like okay our season is over we're jumping straight into the playoffs the 2019-2020 regular season is declared over through games of march 11th the 189 games originally scheduled from march 12th through april 4th were declared canceled so thus that's why the new jersey devil's season has ended well in defense to the commissioner our season was over before it started anyway 
yeah, yeah, it, it, it was pretty much over. So, you know, I'm going to take that rant, little bit of a rant back. But however, there was a twist to the amount of teams that we would be returning for the playoffs. So 24 teams will resume play the top 12 in each conference on the basis of points percentage at the pause through games of March 11th. So essentially, they're bringing back a little bit of more teams than they would for an actual NHL regular playoffs. As you know, they had to change things up a little bit. So that was one of the changes, just bringing along a few more teams. With the exception of testing, the NHL took a long time to resume play because they wanted to put together this four-phase plan. They had this all planned out from minute one, so phase one was essentially telling the players, everyone, stay home, self-isolate yourself, so that way you can't spread it to anyone else, or in case you do have it and you're asymptomatic, just keep it to yourself, get better, so that way we can contain it as much as possible. So basically they were doing what everybody else was doing in the world, which is staying home, quarantining yourselves, so that way we can prepare for a better future. Phase two, in early June, it was expected that teams will be permitted to return to home facilities for small group voluntary on and off ice training. So essentially they were saying you could come back and train, but it has to be in very small groups. Social distancing is still in play, wear masks, and only a certain amount of workers will be allowed to enter. So this is saying get prepared because the season is about to return. It's not canceled. And just recently on July 5th, the NHL and the NHL Players Association agreed to protocols for phases of three and four of the league's four-phase return plans, solidifying Toronto and Edmonton as hub cities. If anyone doesn't know what a hub city is, it's sort of like what the NBA is doing in Orlando, which is the bubble, which is where players would stay, remain social distance away from society, and it would be a very concealed area. So one city would get one conference while the other gets the other conference, and it was targeting to start qualifying round on August 1st through the date, which is not finalized. Training camps have already begun. They were targeting around July 13th with travel to hub cities on July 25th. That is coming up or July 26th. And by now, players have already reported to their respective teams, informing them whether or not they are going to opt out of playing because this is not mandatory. This is not required due to the fact that the NHL and other sports programs, they're just trying to create a safe environment. And doing this kind of stuff is not easy. It's gonna be very difficult. It's it's gonna be challenging mentally and also physically to some extent because it's like, oh man, can I just escape and just do something else other than hockey? Can I just do, can I just go out and get a massage? Can I just go out to a restaurant with my family? Can I just do this or that just to get away from it all? Cause this is all a bit much. And listen, there are just some players who are just like, I just don't want to do this. And you got to respect their decision 100% because doing this, as I stated, it's not easy. It's going to be very difficult. I don't know if I could do it personally because it's just like I'd be away from my family so long. I'm just in this tight little space. I'm just doing the same thing day in and day out. I mean, I think we all sort of had to do this due to quarantining, but at the same time, if we left our houses, we weren't going to get punished. If the players leave these hub cities or just leave their required living condition, then they're going to get punished by the league. They're going to get fined. They can get other people sick. So at the same time, it's very difficult. And just sometimes, even though you're going to be staying in a nice place, it still can feel like prison at times. But you know, that's just my hot take for the day on this whole situation about being basically confined to this just one area that you're required to stay in by the league. What's that? What's Oh, oh, wait, wait, no, I can't hear you. No, they can't hear you either. What, what are you trying to say? 
are, are you trying to say something? Are you trying to inform my listener or something? Well, they can't hear you from there. Okay, well, come here. Come to my mic. Come to my mic and tell people what you need to say. Uh, here, I'm just going to step aside real quick. Okay, and now I am back. So here's one thing I don't agree with about the two hub cities. Here were the list of cities that were potentially going to be selected. It was Chicago, Illinois, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, Edmonton, Alberta, Las Vegas, Nevada, Los Angeles, California, Minneapolis slash St. Paul, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Toronto, Ontario, and Vancouver, British Columbia. All in all, the final two cities that will serve as hub hosts for the NHL's restart are Edmonton, Alberta, and Toronto, Ontario, both located in the great country of Canada. Now, my question to the NHL is, why are these two hub cities so far away from each other? Because I know it's not going to happen until the Stanley Cup Finals, but the conference from Toronto and the conference from Edmonton are going to have to face off against one another. So where are they going? Are they just going to do back and forth at Edmonton and Toronto? Is one of them coming to Toronto or is the other just going to stay at Edmonton? Like what's going to happen? Why is it so far away apart from each other? Because look what the NBA is doing. They're keeping all of their teams, all 22 teams who made the final cut in Orlando. So that way everyone is in the same location and there's no risk of anyone getting the coronavirus. Because we all know that Texas is out because Texas's COVID cases are insane. Literally, when I had to go to the gym, they literally asked me, have you been to the state of Texas recently? Have you been to so-and-so state, including like Florida, Louisiana, because their cases are getting worse by the day. But still, uh, digressing a little bit, couldn't you have picked two cities that were relatively closer to each other? Because Chicago, Illinois, and Columbus, Ohio, they're both in the Midwest region or even Pittsburgh and Ohio, they're relatively close to each other. Vegas and Los Angeles, they're pretty close to each other. For anyone who needs reference who's not from Canada, Edmonton and Toronto, that's like hours on end. That's a around a four hour flight and by car, drum roll please. Okay, that's a little better. That's a little bit on, on key, I guess it's not totally off key, but still, that's a 33 hour drive between Edmonton and Toronto. All I'm saying is, I don't know what the thought process went into deciding these two final cities, but my opinion is you could have just picked two cities that are closer together so that way you're not risking yourself even greater for catching the virus. That's all I'm saying, but you know what? That's why I'm not an executive, but but if I were, I would just pick two closer cities. Is that really that difficult? I mean, seriously. I'm all for the NHL coming back. I'm all for sports coming back. But we got to be safer than this. Just think about the Orlando bubble for the NBA. Just think about that. I think the NHL can learn a thing or two from the NBA and what they're doing. And they can stay far away from the MLB because they're getting nowhere. Now, I heard a lot of people saying, Sports is not worth it. We need to cancel the season. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to make sure that everyone's safety is intact. And I agree. Everyone's safety should be intact. But here's the thing. The season cannot get canceled. It's not as simple as people are making it out to be. So if the season does get canceled, it does affect next season. And it makes it even worse, quite honestly. Because why do you think we have the Players Association? Why do you think we have a CBA? It's so that... 
everyone gets fair say everyone gets fair balance in terms of salaries so i dare to ask people where do you think the nhl and other sports leagues where do you think they get their money from it doesn't just grow on trees it doesn't just come out of thin air it comes from a lot of other things it comes from like tv deals that's why i think the nhl they weren't so big on continuing their regular season because everything is pretty much set in stone we'll just bring a couple along a few other teams but they kind of reached their max in terms of getting their national television minimum to get that tv contract money from nbc and other networks so when you cancel a big stage like the playoffs and they lose that tv money they lose that profit from no fans in attendance because it affects everything and keep in mind i just reminded myself no fans in attendance for all these playoff games no fans in attendance possibly for most of next season if there's no vaccine so you lose a lot of profit that way when there's no fans in attendance so you got to do something to try to save that salary otherwise you're going to lose a lot more profit than you already are so let's just say hypothetically the players association the front office everyone just couldn't come to an agreement with safety workers anyone else anyone outside or involved in this situation all in all let's just say the season was completely canceled for the rest of this year okay here's the downside owners will lose profit they'll lose profit from ticket sales they'll lose profit from tv agreements They'll lose profit from everything. So what are they going to do? They're going to say to the players, listen, I'm not making this profit. I can't pay you this. So I'm going to reduce your salary. The players are going to be like, no, don't reduce our salaries. We play for you. Like we're the reasons why you make your money. So we're going to strike against you. So the CBA is going to completely get messed up. And this can result in a lockout, potentially. Remember the 2004-2005 NHL season? I bet a lot of you would like to forget that. You know why? Because there was no season. Because the CBA, the Players Association, the owners, front office, everyone couldn't come to an agreement of what to do. You need an example of how much of a mess this could potentially be? Look at the MLB. I know I've said this a lot already, but the MLB did a terrible job of trying to handle this situation, and they're not even going to play half of their games because owners were being too stingy. Players just said, no, no, don't cut my salary, don't do this, and it took. It, they were running the risk of canceling their season. And that's what can happen to the NHL, to the NBA, to the NFL. If there's no games played, then the collecting bargaining agreement will be completely messed up. Players are going to strike and it can result in a lockout and potentially no season the following year. And that puts the league in an awkward situation where they're even farther back than when they began. And, and in times like this, we're not trying to take steps back. We're trying to make progression and make strides so that way we can get back to normality. And in all honesty, I think we need to look at a sport like NASCAR because think about it, NASCAR has 40 drivers per race on average. They have their pit crew, I'd say there's about 10 to 15 members per pit crew. They got their crew chiefs, they got their spotters at the track and they've been doing this for the last couple months now and out of all those races they've done from the Cup Series to the Truck Series to the Xfinity Series, it's been announced that only one driver tested positive for the coronavirus and no other known cases have been reported in NASCAR ever since. So I feel as though NASCAR is not getting as much credit as it deserves because I feel as though if NASCAR can do it, if the NBA can do it, then the NHL can do it and sooner or later the MLB can do it. 
And that's what I feel like people need to look at is we can do this. We can make a safe environment and make it enjoyable for our fans so that way we can show them like we are making strides each and every day to get back to the way things were. So when someone tells you that sports is not worth it and that we shouldn't have it and that we should cancel the season, you should tell them that's way easier said than done. There's too many factors that go into it. And quite honestly, health is their number one concern. That's why they waited so long to get to where we're at right now. And we're making strides each and every day just to make it better. And yes, we still have a lot more work to do, but I feel as though we're making great progress and it's a slow grind to get there. It's not gonna be fixed overnight. It's a day in and day out process, but we as a society will pull through this and we're making strides each and every day. Like I said, that's just important for me to reiterate. And yes, there's a lot more positive cases coming out, but keep in mind there's more testing and less people are dying. So there's your progress right there. We just have to continue to stay safe and remain optimistic. Speaking of which, that's all the time I have. Continue to remain optimistic and stay safe.